Yo, 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 what's up all you burners, stoners, and potheads out there? This is Weedman420 with the Weedman420 Chronicles. How are all you vipers doing out there this evening? Hopefully everyone's doing well. Mrs. Weedman, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing Can't well? Complain. Yeah. This is our 50th episode. Five zero. The big five zero. We're going to cheers to that. It's older than us. We are drinking champagne tonight, a rosé champagne. It's us and our rosé. That's it. But this is a rosé champagne. This is mm-hmm. a celebration. Fitty, fitty, fitty. Throwing them out there. Ooh, tasty. Well, thank you for sticking with us, everyone that's a listener. And thank you for sharing, those of you who have shared. Uh, we're enjoying this. Yeah. It's, it's been our COVID project. Well, it started before COVID, but since I've joined along, it has been our COVID project and we're having a good old time. Loving life, loving our weed, loving growing, and loving you all out there for listening. So we appreciate you making it to 50 with us and keep on going to 100 next. 100. Oof. Seems so far away, but yet so close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're halfway there. Halfway there. Almost our age, too. <laughs> 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 for everyone out there 50 comes quick i just remember when i was 19 20 21 wow so but hey everyone thanks again for uh joining us during this journey of weed podcasting it's been a pleasure to do this and, uh, and it's been a lot of fun it's been interesting we've had some great guests on i'd like to thank all of our guests for who have joined our show um we've had a lot of you and we got some more coming up next week the next episode is gonna be awesome i'm so excited two of the hottest breeders in the in the country right now coming on board for all you pheno hunters get ready and all you breeders out there and all of you growers out there get ready for an exciting show next week our boy wes thanks wes who hooked this up so we're looking forward to having him on and our two guests, and I'm not telling you who they are till next show. So stay tuned. But hey, I got a story to tell. This story is great, Mrs. Weedman. Let's smoke before you you we go into this story a little bit. Because this yeah. is a good one. This- I need to smoke before I tell this story. <laughs> this story is so good. Oh my gosh. What am I smoking? Just the just the home grow, the home Weedman grow. 420 experiment. Also. While we smoke here, I'm going to tell you, I got five plants in the hopper right now. The Majin Fujita, they're all looking good. Let's hope that I, at least three of the five are females. Two are staying in the tent, and I am actually going to try my first time really growing outdoors since I lived in Florida when I was 18. I had a little plant outside that that my pops let me have. So um didn't kind of make it, but we tried. So... um but I want to smoke. Mrs. Weeman is going to talk for a second because I want to tell this story baked because Ooh. it's really good <laughs> story when you're baked. That was so, pretty tasty, I have to say. I, our, our weed has just been kicking ass lately. It's, I was baked last really night. It's really good. Yeah. I didn't smoke last night. What did I do? You smoked last night. See how good it was? You forgot. Oh. <laughs> and we ate an edible, too. Oh, I did smoke last yeah, night. you did. Yeah, I was late, but I smoked. Yeah, then we ate an edible, too. So. Yeah. But, uh, Nighty night. The old grow has just tasted it's, really good. The high is kicking. I held that in very long, everybody, just so you know. When you smoke cannabis, learn to breathe it in naturally like you're breathing in air. Just don't hit it and, 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 and you know, spit it right out. Smoke it in those lungs. Get it full in there. Breathe it in. Hold it in for a few seconds. Keep that smoke in there. Just keep it. Keep that just smoking. hold it in. It, it makes the experience of cannabis smoking so much better. I've learned that over the years. You know, some people just take a hit and blow it right out. I can't hold it very long. Yeah, your lungs. Because my lungs. Yeah. But I shouldn't be smoking. 
I I try to suck that in, hold it in the lungs there, count to like five, six seconds, maybe ten sometimes, and then just blow it out nicely. You know, so the high the experience for me doing it that way, I feel it's a lot different and you get the full effects of it all. Uh, so just learn to, 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 maybe we'll talk about it on a show one day. Maybe we'll have a, uh, uh, some people on, we'll all smoke and, and test out our, our way of smoking and see how it works for everybody. But that's in future shows. Anyway, let's tell this story, Mrs. Weed, man. Yeah. This is so good. So it was time for Mr. and Mrs. Weed, man, to get new phones. We are not, we don't upgrade technology very fast when new stuff comes out. We, what, how old are our phones? Ours were eight. I had, I had a, a seven. seven, you had an eight. I had an eight. So it was time. It was time. And we were going to wait for the 13. I do it all the time. Mrs. Wee Man laughs at me. I do it all the time. Oh, let's just wait for the next one. Well, now 13 is coming out in September. So we were like, what, seven? Yeah, no. Se- five. I'm like, I'm not waiting. Yeah, we're five. Five editions. Finally, <laughs> we get it. So we got the 12. And I tell you what, it's a very good phone. I like it. I, I, I'm an Apple guy. I do like the phone a lot. It, it, I'm glad we, we went. I thought I was going to miss the button. I don't. I mean, it took me like two hours to really learn it all. And I was like, Mrs. Weeman, this phone's dope. <laughs> the funny thing is, Mrs. Weeman didn't get hers the well, same. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, hold on. Backstory. I will. I'm going to yeah. tell the backstory. Mrs. Weeman didn't get the phone the same day I did. She was supposed to. So now here's the story. We go to the store. We order our phones. And they have a service. The service is they come. Someone comes and delivers your phone, hooks it all up in your house, shows you how to use it. And sees if you're good, and then they leave. Okay. And that's because the store didn't have the phone in stock. Right. We went to the store. They were out of stock. The option was go home and order it, or we'll order it for you and deliver it. We're like, all right, yeah. let's give and it we a did. try. Really nice service. Yeah, great. It was good. So, yeah, so the service at the store was good. The service at home, <laughs> when the gentleman came to the door with my phone, and we don't understand why Mrs. Weedman didn't get her phone the same day as me, or the at that time. So the gentleman comes in. I'm not going to mention his name because I don't know if he'd like me to or not. But he comes in the door, very friendly. Comes in, comes to the kitchen counter, pulls out the phone. I'm like, I got the blue one. So we started working on the phone. So Mr. Weedman is kind of how I am as we were talking, and he was really good at what he did. So I want to give him a tip, but I'm not going to give him cash. So I asked him. I said, hey, do you partake? And he looked at me. I said, do you smoke weed? Do you use cannabis? And he looked at me. He goes, oh, yeah. I said, well, I'd love to show you. I said, I'm, I'm, I smoke a lot. Mrs. Weedman smokes a lot. We mentioned our podcast. He was pretty intrigued about our podcast. He was a podcast listener. So we got him hooked up on Spotify. And then I said, well, I'm a grower, too. Would you like to come downstairs and see my setup? And he's like, oh, yeah. So he went downstairs and showed him the setup. He took a picture of it. He was super smiling. I'm like, dude, this is really easy to do. Get a med card. You give him grow five plants. So give him a little history. And then I said to him, I said, listen, I just got done growing. I got a whole, do you smoke or do you eat edibles? He goes, oh, I like everything. I said, perfect. So I took him over to my closet where all my jars are at, and I pulled out one of the jars. I said, come on upstairs. I'll show you some nugs. You can pick out a nug if you want or two or three. And uh, he was like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, man, this is, this is my tip to you. Is a thank you for coming to my house, showing me how to use my phone, this old timer, how to use the phone. So I gave him like three really nice frosty nugs and put them in a jar, gave it to him. And I said, hey, I got some edibles over here. You want to try some edibles? And I gave him a schwarway 
of edibles, like four <laughs> different kinds, Warry. five different. I gave him like our own that we make, and I gave him some. I got some from dispensary. Gave him some gummies. I gave him some of our stuff, and I gave him some mints that I had, and I gave him some chocolate. So I gave him a little bit of everything. So he had a nice little smorgasborgy, borgy, borgy when he got home, and the weed just kicked in, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway. <laughs> So we're having a great time, and he follows me on Instagram. I follow him on Instagram. We're just talking. We're having a. We became friends, like not like hangout friends, but friends. I, I made I made a new friend that day. When he walked out the door, he goes, "This is one of the best calls ever," because some of them are pretty bad. But and Mrs. Wee Man goes, "Yeah," she goes, "This is one of the calls I'm going to put in my top five list." And I was like, "This is great." And uh, he goes, I'm going to DM you when I when I try your stuff and let you know how it is. I'm like, please do. I want to let you know if it's good or not, if it's garbage, you know. So anyway, we made it, we, we, I made a good friend. And he left, and we connected on, DM'd each other after you smoked. He said it was great stuff. Thank you. You made, the, you made the call so much better. So that's my experience with getting my new phone. Mrs. Weed, man. Yeah. What happened to you? Well, my phone was <laughs> scheduled for a different time to be delivered in the same day. It's weird. I guess they just assume we're home. So it didn't show up. So then I called customer service, which you, we all know that a customer service call is not quick. You explain your story 10 times, or now it's just all automated and they just voice prompt you to the next step. So frustrating phone call. Ended up that the my order wasn't placed. Go figure. So I had to reorder my phone, which then this representative gave me a link. I took the link. I order the phone, and my phone comes on Wednesday. Well, the guy shows up, takes the phone out of the bag, and now I'm thinking, Mr. Weedman had this awesome experience. His guy was awesome. Right? Like He should have just stayed and had dinner with us. He was great. Uh, my guy takes the nice guy. Nothing wrong with the guy. But takes the phone out of the bag, and he's like, well, ma'am, the seal on this phone is open. I just want you to know I didn't open it. They just sometimes open. I'm like, so what does that mean? Well, I'm like, so would you take the phone? So you're saying, like, it's not factory sealed. So how do I know someone didn't buy it and return it, right? And he's like, well, it's up to you, like, avoiding really answering my questions. Okay, so if you got it, would you keep it? I don't know. You can take it back to the store. I'm like, well, wait. I can just not accept it. And he's like, oh, no, you bought it already. I was like, all right, great. So then I have to take it back to the store and dispute it. Whatever. Let's just move on. Open the package. Let's get to this. We open the package. What is it? The wrong freaking phone. (laughs) (laughs) It was the Pro Max. So it's huge. It's like the size of a, like, you know, a brick phone. And... Again, now I have assumed that this is my phone, right? Because it's come to my door and I let the guy in my house. So now it's mine. I own it. And I have to argue if I want money back for the phone I didn't really want. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, geez, Louise, night and day. Nice enough guy. He sets my phone up. I'm just like, "Ah, I'm just done. I'm done with the whole customer service thing. It's not working for me. (laughs) I'm excited. Like, weed in the same house had this... Completely I'm, opposite. I called you like maybe like two experience. hours after I had f- to ask you how it all went. Yeah. And you were like, Meh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, I'm like, you didn't have the same experience. I, you didn't have, first I said you didn't have the same guy. I was you're so like, excited. Yeah. Cause you texted yeah. me. What was Is his it going to be the same guy? I gave you his yeah. not, You were all excited. You thought it was going to be the same experience. And you were like miserable on the phone about the whole thing. You told me everything that happened. You were miserable. The first thing I asked you was, did you offer the guy weed? 
And you're like, no. <laughs> we didn't get there. Mistake number one. <laughs> well, you didn't offer it in the beginning. You offered it when there was some rapport. And right. you were happy because right. you got your correct phone on your correct day right. at the correct time. Right, the guy time. was really good. In a sealed package. He was very nice. Nonetheless. He was very customer yeah. friendly. Yes. So you had a shitty experience to begin yeah. the week. Nice guy. And I had an amazing experience. <sighs> so strange. That so different. <laughs> Just so different. So, like, <laughs> multiply that by the millions of people that experience the same thing differently every day, and look where we are. I was all smiles. Right? But do you like your phone? Yeah. It's good, right? Yeah. It's a good I, phone. It's not that big of a deal. I, it's a good phone. That's all I got to say. It's fast as hell. That's I did for sure. use it for uh, important photos today for uh, some a project I had, and I will say... Like without a single edit, they were good photos. You got the three banger though. The yeah, three, the three, three lenses, camera. right? Yeah. I only got the two lens, but I don't that take a lot good. of pictures. I'm terrible at pictures, so but good. Well, I'm glad. You, I'm glad the experience now is better than how it all started. Yeah. <laughs> Night and day, people. Night and day. Oh shit! The disconnect between cannabis companies and consumers. Now I read this, and I and. Customer service to me is very big, as we just explained of both of our experiences. And companies today need to make experience, need to bring it back. It's all about the experience. It's all about stories. It's all about to make. And I think companies are losing that experience, that personal touch with consumers. And cannabis companies are no different. It's not that I'm saying that it's bad the culture of the burner stoners yeah. and potheads is different today than it was i would even say 10 years ago 5 years ago before you saw cannabis maybe in some states it might be different but in states like now i'm seeing like illinois the culture's not there and and to bring consumers into your company you have to have a good story you have to have good experiences you have to get make them believe in your product and believe in what you're 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 doing because to me i want i want the story i want to i want to know that it was someone who started this in in their house and and was not just given a bunch of money to start a company from banks they went from the bottom up and to me, that's more of a consumer experience because a lot of people can relate with that than someone just having a billion dollars and investing in cannabis today. And then here it is. I'm just in it for the money. So I know you're you are big with customer service. Mm -hmm. You you do that for a living, just like me. Mm -hmm. And you give a hundred percent, even when you don't want to. You still give a hundred percent. I do great experience. Great. You take I don't pride. Let my yeah. I don't let my feelings engage in a negative way with right. my my clients. Right. And to me, I'm the same way. My word is my bond. I'm going to say I'm going to do something. We're I'm going to do it. We we're put out the fires. Right. We make our clients feel trusted. And I, and I feel for yeah. the bud tenders of the world because they are the experience today. Mm -hmm. Probably some of the hardest working people in the cannabis industry. And I think they're the only ones that can bring that experience to the consumer at the, the dispos yeah. and the culture. And I don't think they're allowed to or actually – I've seen bud tenders do a great job high-fiving, shaking hands, being interactive. But it's now just like herding cattle through dispos to get them in and out. Mm -hmm. There's no customer relations where it was when I started going medical. And, yeah, and the storytelling and – yeah. Right. Or And I always look at it too um, 
there's a lot of unknowns in cannabis. There's a lot of people that have only bought weed from their local dealer and they just got what they got. You know, they might say, hey, give me an indica or give me a sativa, right? They didn't even say that. Right. You just get what you get. Right. I don't know how that hey, you happened. Got, you, got but, a, you, got, you got a bag for me? Yeah, I right. got a bag for you. Is it good? Yeah, right. it get you, it'll get you real high. Okay. Right. I remember I bought it from somebody. He gave me three types. He goes, you want good, great, unbelievable. Yeah. And I was like, I want unbelievable. Unbelievable, of course. Right. He just used three expressive words. That was it. I love it. So, and here's (laughs) the thing too, though, with the the black market, it might have been a little competitive, but the price was shot down to be competitive. Today, in the dispo world, pricing is just out of control. Yeah. I mean, because you have because now you don't have to go to your plug and be be kind of like. You know, you am just I take get, what you get. Right. Or I'm going to be a little scared. I'm going to wherever to go pick it up. I don't know what's going to happen. It could be cops watching the place, mm-hmm. whatever, or he's bringing it to me. However, delivery service, it's still kind of sketch, but you did it because you got a great price. You knew you were getting good smoke or else you wouldn't be buying it from the same plug. He wants good, high quality product. And you were getting it for ch- not cheap, but you were getting it straight good value. price. Right. right. Today, consumers are paying top dollar and it's so expensive. And I, I'm not going to, you know, so consumers are kind of like not the priority. And I think like you think about how expanded the uh, user base is, right? When it was black market, for all of the reasons you just talked about, there's a lot of people that just didn't use it because they didn't like the process of getting it. Right. And then you've got people who just didn't understand it. You've got people who had stigmas towards it. There's, and then people just who wanted nothing to do with it. Out of all those groups comes people who are now interested. And when they go to a dispensary, if that environment isn't there for them to feel comfortable and be able to ask questions, they'll still have issues with it, right? Right. Because they they feel like, it's kind of like that intimidation of going into a Starbucks when you don't know, you're not a Starbucks goer. And you're like, oh God, I just want a medium, you know, whatever you say. And they're like, we don't have medium, ma'am. We have grande. And you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) It's like a learning curve. Right. But you need people on the other side of the experience at the dispensaries that are have the time when it's your regular guy that's been here, a girl that's been here a gazillion times, you know they want in and out. Right. You've got that. And then when you've got people who have questions and really want to learn, that's where that customer experience comes in. But really, they're both customer experiences. And I know some dispensaries across the country are trying to do patient education days. They're doing pop-ups. That's they're, cool. They're trying to get people engaged in the education part mm-hmm. of it. It's great. But yeah. you can't sample. Right. A lot of states you can't. In the beer industry, you can give a two-ounce sample. Maybe they should have like a speed pass. Like if you just want quick in-out service, you know what you're coming in for. And then kind of like at the pharmacy, when you're dropping off, there's the drop-off line. And there's the ask the the uh, pharmacist questions line. Right. Kind of like that. So if you've got like, or you can make an appointment if you want to like hang out with a bud tender for an hour and have like a little consultation, that would be super cool. And they do. Some dispensaries have that, you know, I, I but there's still no culture. Yeah, I guess involved. yeah. you're talking about experience, but more of the like experience. Yes. Yes. Like stimulated. Yes. Want to come back. Yes. Blown away. Like, whoa, this is super cool or fun right. or interesting that the i mean not the talk you can't give out not samples 
Yeah. Not medicated, you can, but you can't give out samples. You can't like in the beer industry, in a lot of industries, you give out samples. Someone gets a two ounce sample, they want to, they want to talk about that. They want to talk about that one. You give them a two ounce sample of everything. So now they'll loosen it up. Yeah. You know, because they're getting a little pop, two tree pops in them, having some fun. I don't know. I'm having some like really good ideas right now. And I want to share them, them. I know, but I'm like, I'm not going to share these. Don't give them away. I got to write they're, them they're down they're before they're that I forget. Good. <laughs> <laughs> give me a pen. Give me no, a pen and I paper. I've got, I got ideas. The idea book for you. Oh, what did, so, you, what did I smoke? <laughs> you smoked. The, the, I'm telling you. The it's the idea maker. That's man, that strain. 420 strain maker. is. Uh, DEA finally rated to end federal cannabis research monopoly. Agency notifies grower applicants. That's good. You know, so we'll see what happens there. Um, how long do you think we're going to be high for? Oh, I got to read. I'm, I got my ideas I'm trying to write down. <laughs> All right. I'll, no, no, I'll, no, no. I'll skip. I'll I go got, next. We'll no, come back to you. I'm going to, I'm here. You're good? All yeah. Right. She had some ideas. I forgot to tell you I had a bite of an edible about an oh, hour ago. <laughs> and I just smoked. So they're both probably kicking in right about the t- same and time. And a little of this nice rosé. The rosé, that's nice. It's sweet. Not too it's sweet. Good. It's good. I like it. Very good. Go ahead, Mrs. Weedman. Well, take it away. The 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 question, right, that everyone has. How long does a cannabis high last? Well, this is one of the longstanding questions for anyone who's ever used cannabis. Uh, you know, how long am I gonna feel like this? When is this gonna go away? How long before I can do this or that? Anyway, it's uh it's just really important information uh and that people wanna know and they've been waiting. Um for this information, especially when it comes to driving. So this article talks a lot yeah, about the laws. I still get sketch of, driving yeah. and being high yeah. because... You think you're going so fast. I know a lot of people that could drive really well high. I don't I like just, it. I like to get really high. So it's not like for me to want to be in my behind the wheel, especially... I can go later on in the night, you know, if we were coming from a show and I wasn't, you know, it was like two hours after yeah. I smoked and yeah, it was really totally. big. That's fine. But when I'm like peaking high, nah. I don't even, no. I'll sit behind that wheel and think for two hours and not leave the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like that one time we were at Pearl Jam. I was a few months pregnant with our second child. And I went with Mr. Weedman and his brother. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. So it was general admission. So, of course, we worked our way to the stage. And the boys made like a like a A barrier around me when everybody stormed the stage when they started playing. And we just didn't move. We had our own little oasis. It was perfect. Well, stayed for every minute of the show. It was amazing. Bigfoot and I smoked. Yep. I did not. (laughs) It was great, though. It was a great show. Go back to the car. Trek, 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 trek. Walking forever. Finally get there. And Mr. Weedman's like, shit, where are my keys? Where are my keys? Because remember I ran into the pit, so I thought I lost him in the pit. Oh, shit, I lost him. So we're like a foot away from the car, and he realizes, oh, I left my car running the whole <laughs> concert. We were so excited to get there that we all just got out of the car. <laughs> Keys were in it. Oh, yeah. It was unlocked. We like just jumped out and ran. But anyway, um, back to driving <laughs> hey, that and cannabis. Prism. That little prism. That man. little car was Different amazing. Gas? You hit that gas pedal and pshoom, you were just gone. You brake and it was like, er, you could brake on prism, a dime. Man, got me 120,000 miles. car was miles. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> little thing. Um, anyway, lawmakers, right? They need to figure this whole THC thing out. How to determine if someone who's driving is under the influence of cannabis to the degree of being impaired, right? 
Um, and having more information on this and having more studies happen will allow them to craft laws that are fair, or at the very least, laws that don't punish people for smoking weed days before getting pulled over. Well, that's the hope of researchers in Australia who recently released the findings of a study that analyzed data on cannabis impairment from the past two decades. While many factors can influence the level and length of impairment, the study found that the most hours someone might be impaired after using cannabis is 10 hours. The shortest time is three hours, and four hours is the most typical time frame. So how high is too high to drive? Well, law enforcement is infamously unable to determine whether a person is too impaired to drive after using cannabis. That's because of THC, the ingredient in cannabis that gets you high, stays in your bloodstream long after the effects have worn off. A 2020 study determined that CBD does not impair drivers, and it also reported that while it can stay in your bloodstream for many days, THC does not impair people for longer than four hours, and the effects are mild after 40 minutes. I'd say that's about right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Researchers involved in this new study from Australia, done by the Lambert Initiative for Cannabinoid Therapeutics at the University of Sydney, they aim to help correct the issues of THC in driving. Ian McGregor, isn't he a boxer? Ian McGregor. McGregor. Doesn't he box? No. You're thinking Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. He boxes. He's an MMA fighter, yeah. yes. Okay. This is not the same guy. This is Ian McGregor, <laughs> for the record, from this program. He is the academic director of the Lambert Initiative, and he told ABC News Australia that medical cannabis users in the country obviously have a lot of interest in this issue. You can't drive at all. You can't even have one molecule of THC in your system, which is, you know, just ridiculous, he said. The country's laws provide that you could have your license taken in some instances if you test positive for THC. The Australian research involved analysis of data in 80 different scientific studies conducted over the last 20 years that measured the effects of THC on driving, which is pretty, that's a big span, 20 years right? 80 different studies. That's a lot. Um, like the earlier research, it reached the conclusion that after about four hours, uh, your typical impairment has, has worn off. Um, researchers use the three-hour to 10-hour window, uh, though, as their, their general um, amount of time that you could potentially be impaired. Uh, and these are the factors that might put you closer to the 10 or closer to the three or four hour window. Uh, obviously the size of the dose, did you take one hit? Did you smoke an entire joint, right? And I think the whole joint, you might be high a little longer. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, right? Um, what's your method if it's oral or inhaled? We all know inhaled. <laughs> you said oral. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oral, yes, oral happens. You take that edible you're high for 10 hours and not necessarily consistently. You have like these little waves. I say that's my experience. I would say inhaled is definitely on the three to four hour window. Um, my opinion. And of course, how often you use cannabis. So what's your tolerance level? True. That's Um, a big one. Big one. Danielle McCartney, the study's lead researcher sold told ABC 
that the most typical time of impairment is between four and five hours. The 10-hour impairment happened when people used cannabis through edibles, she said. While the research can help people know how long they will be impaired and should not get behind the wheel, McCartney said she also hopes the research will will help officials so that they can make policies that are evidence-based and tell people how long they should wait before driving. So, pretty cool. Yeah. Time will tell. I'm pretty baked. Yeah, I, I am too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty stoned. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get back to my idea writing while you Ideas. talk. I got some ideas. I got, a lot, I got a lot to talk about, so you'll be writing for a while. Uh, the congressional bill to federally legalize cannabis filed by Republican lawmakers. I've read a bunch of different articles on this one. And it was sponsored by David Joyce of Ohio and Don Young of Arkansas. And they wanted to schedule federally can from federally to schedule cannabis uh, with bipartisan proposals from both sides. Uh, a lot of congressmen are taking the issue now, moving forward on it. So uh, two agencies, the Food and Drug Administration, the Alcohol, AT, Alcohol, Tobacco, Tax and Trade Bureau, which falls under the Treasury Department, would be responsible for developing regulations for cannabis. Oh, great. Uh, Those rules would be similar to federal rules regulating alcohol. Uh, The text of the bill states they would have to be issued within one year of enactment. So there's more. there. The one thing they didn't do, they didn't do anything about social equity or anything like that, and also getting people out of prison. So that was Mm -hmm. one thing that wasn't written in this bill. So, uh, I mean, the rest of it's pretty good about helping the military, uh... Uh, to kind of like remove cannabis from controlled substance acts, allowing VA to prescribe medical cannabis to veterans. So there's a lot of good stuff, but they forgot one. So um, hopefully both sides can come together and put both bills together and work out the kinks and make it all reality. We'll see. Uh, U.S. economy expected to receive $92 billion from legal cannabis this year. That is a lot of fucking money. $92 billion. It better be going a lot back to the people. Uh, Here's something that just came in. The Alabama governor signed medical cannabis legalization bill for suppositories. That's what the Alabama governor did. Good job. (sighs) Brutal. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't even, roll tide. Anyway. (laughs) Again, again. They always Uh, get on the show. uh, They do. Alabama. Louisiana uh, voted to decriminalize cannabis possession. They also, uh, a separate bill to legalize smoking flour now, I guess. And then they're trying to get cannabis sales uh, uh, hopefully considered. So we'll see about that. Um, Tom Wolf from Pennsylvania wants to get, uh, wants to follow what New York did and make sure they get adult use cannabis going on by next year. Uh, Missouri House of Revenues approved the amendment requiring regulators to disclose ownership information. Kind of cool. Um, Mississippi, yeah, fucked up. Supreme Court overturns medical cannabis legalization ballot that voters approved. Tiss, 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 tiss. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Mississippi. The voters approved it. And now I'm hearing that the, the people of Mississippi are now signing petitions to get the Supreme Court out. To vote them out. Get them out of there. So you've screwed up. And then also there's Alan Russell, who we've talked about. He's getting a life sentence for 1.5 ounces of cannabis. Come on. Yeah, we've talked about it. Remember in a prior yeah. episode? Yeah. So it's just unbelievable. You have a college there that grows weed, Mississippi, that have been doing it 
by the government, the federal government, for a long time. So you're telling me that they can do it and nobody else can. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. Shame, shame. Uh, Illinois, they're saying that will it'll blow past a billion dollars in legal cannabis sales in 2021. And that came from the Chamber of Congress president. Over a bill. Uh, Montana governor signs cannabis legalization implementation bill. Basically changing everything that the voters wanted. And yeah, but it looks like it's going to pass and all this stuff. But there's a lot of changes in the bill. So go ahead, Montana, read it. Colorado sold more than a half a billion dollars in legal cannabis in 2021's first three months. Half a billion? Half a billion? Billion. Just so far in 2021. In the first half. In the first quarter. Half. It's freaking... No, a quarter. Quarter. So That means... Three months. Fucking A. That's a lot. 90 days. Excuse my French. Uh, here's the crazy thing about Colorado, though. They are banning Delta ATHC. Ah. Another they, state. Because they don't know yeah. enough about here's, it. Here's what I, you guys heard me on the last episode talk about Delta ATHC, so I don't want to go more into it. It's just another state. But here's one thing I'm going to end with that, that I thought about all week long after the last episode that I should have mentioned, was do you think everybody that fought for THC, all these people that have put billions of dollars into these states are going to allow Delta 8 to come in and take over? Fuck. Fuck no, no way. No. no. And they're not making no money on it. Like I told you earlier, last episode, you tried to squeeze you tried to shove it in and try to hide it in and it, look what happened. So I expect more and more states to start banning it. Arkansas medical cannabis sales surpassed three hundred million since two years before we launched. For Arkansas, well, for Arkansas population's yeah. probably like two million, three million people. Hmm. That's a lot of money. Getting high on Arkansas. Michigan cannabis sales increased 149% in April to $154 million. <laughs> So all you people out there in the world that think that because Michigan has caregiver programs where people can grow and also home, they can grow 12 plants, uh, they did $154 million. Wait a minute. One city. No, you're, the state. No, I know. You're talking about a state. Yes. But you also just spoke about Denver. Not the state of Colorado, just Denver. No, Denver, I talked about Col- no, I talked about oh, I talked about Colorado. The whole state. The whole state. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and then Michigan <laughs> is getting its first cannabis consumption lounge and it's coming to Ann Arbor. Pretty cool. It's gonna be attached oh. to uh dispensary, I believe. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, that's what needs to start when happening. That time comes. Yeah. Don't serve alcohol, just have smoke and serve cool or drinks. Even if they have like a space outside where you can smoke a joint. Just like you you got smoking cigarette let, spaces. I know some places let you yeah. do that, but there's few and far between. But no, just a full license to be able to do that would be dope. Uh, Miami. Now, here's the thing. Do you think Miami sells cannabis legally, dispensaries? Would you think they would, Miami? No. You don't Florida's think they would? Florida's only medical. Right, but do you think Miami would have any dispensaries in the, in the city? Uh, like, if they could? They are oh. allowed to. Do you think? But do you think? This is Miami we're talking about here. Yeah. Do, they don't. That's insane. Crazy. And and Miami's being sued for not allowing cannabis dispensaries right now. There's but they're people. medical, so they could have the whole state's medical. Yes, they could, but wow. they don't allow it. Just like in Illinois, yeah, there's right, certain municipalities this, yeah. and stuff like that that don't want it. They don't that want county, to have it. that city, right? That's Here, nuts. Yeah. You know how much money they would make off of that? So stupid. Um, Massachusetts mayor that we talked about uh, way. On, I think it was the episode uh, "Suit Schemers and Scandals." Or yeah. That was like one of my favorite episodes we did because there was a lot of shit we fucking talked about on there. It was kind of funny about corruptness in, in the industry. And uh, he, we talked about him. He's a former mayor of Fall River, Massachusetts. On Friday, he was convicted of corruption after prosecutors allegedly he engaged in bribery scheme in which he solicited payments from cannabis companies in exchange for permission to do business in the town boundaries. Ex-Mayor Giselle Correa 
engaged in old school pay to play political corruption. Busted. <laughs> bad boy, bad He's boy. He's going down. Going down. In all my life of smoking and loving cannabis, the names of cannabis have changed so fucking much since when I started smoking back in the day to today. I mean, most of the stuff we got didn't even have a name. But when we started hearing names, it was like, oh, yeah, I want that. And you would hear it again. You're like, oh, I want that. You know, we used to get this strain called the O-Bud from Oregon. And we used to call it the O. And we used to get baked off this. We never, it was all outgrown to it. This was like 95, 94. And that bud was the shit. There was a strain called the Dr. Who's that we smoked and that we loved. There was a lot of, and that's when I first started hearing certain names. And then now it's fucking out of control. Mm-hmm. Like, Piss yourself in the morning weed is a name. <laughs> that is? No, it's not. <laughs> How about the lazy peer? Yeah. Has anyone pe- else ever seen a lazy peer? <laughs> we were coming back from a festival that was mighty fun, and there was a carload of us in a an we Uber minivan. Baked. Yeah, we were pretty baked. Driving past a park and going slowly, you know, like 20 mile an hour speed zone. And I look over, and there's this dude, like, just laying on the ground, Peeing. Like, he just got his shit out of his pants just well enough that he could, like, like a fountain. And didn't move a bunch. He didn't move. No, it was just, like, normal day in the park, peeing, laying (laughs) Laying down down and peeing. peeing. (laughs) On the side. (laughs) So one of the guys in the car with us, I point out, I'm like, look at that guy, he's peeing. And he's like, he's a lazy peer. (laughs) (laughs) He's a lazy peer. Oh, my God, we all were just busting a gut. We were so high. We were very big. So anyway... So the name There's not really a strain no, called no, or He's go, a lazy peer. No, but there's <laughs> maybe a strain called Go Cry to Your Mom Tomorrow. Yeah. You know, there's I, there's a lot of different strain yeah. names out there is what I'm saying. I don't know a lot of strain names, but I know that the variety of Kush strains are good for me. Oh yeah. I like them. Yes. So yeah. Mrs. Wee Man. Yeah. So, tell me some names of some strains yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Um we've got an article here about what a strain name tells you about the product. Um, and really what they're talking about in this article ultimately is that as in a lot of the things that we talk about is regulation. Like if I buy OG Kush here, who makes it, right? And if I buy OG Kush there, who makes it? And then I know maybe I like the OG Kush from the Chicago guy and I don't like it from the Grand Rapids, Michigan guy. Like you get to know which grower you like for that strain, right? So regulation. Right, yeah. more product knowledge, origin source kind of thing, or maybe they get to the point of like they just determine that that guy over in California he's allowed to grow, to grow. I don't know enough strain, so I'm just going to keep saying OG. He can grow OG, and the other guy can't. <laughs> it's like, so like it's very like breeder specific. Like each guy gets a certain amount of strains, or they start mutating. Strains. Be a great question to ask. Our guest next week. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, this article talks about all of this. So uh, having a regulated system of naming cannabis strains takes the pressure off of marketing and PR strategists that most consumers feel are coming up with meaningless names. Cannabis products are named the same way everything else in the world is named. Some names are unusual, some fascinating, some silly, and others logical. Most of the names have a tale behind them. 
There's also cannabis strains that are named after the older strains in the generation. A perfect example of this can be found in the naming system of the Kush varieties. Strains like Sputnik and Pre-98 Bubba Kush, which is, I had to look that one up. I'm like, what is that? So that one originated before the panic of the great Y2K catastrophe that obviously never happened. Um, So these strains were named after unforgettable events in history. And finally, we have names that give an, an idea of the taste or flavor of the product. For example, Sweet Dreams or uh, California Amazing. Orange. <laughs> Nowadays, the naming system of cannabis products is not enlightening, and some names even leave you confused. Breeders focus on developing the product with little thought going into how it is named. Every year, at least, at least 20 new products are developed, with new names added to the already confusing pile. So back in the 60s and 70s, um, the way that they would uh, come up with names for strains um, was different, right? Back in the 60s and 70s, cannabis started getting exported across major countries of the world. The modern cannabis was called land race strains. And they're land race? Yep. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And their seeds were also, yeah, were also ferried across cities to be transplanted in different regions. Back then, strains were named based on the original geographical location. For example, Durban Poison from Durban, Colombian Gold from Colombia, Panama Red from Panama, and several others that or... You missed one. What? Acapulco Gold. Oh, we had honey that a friend of ours smuggled here yeah. from Acapulco. Yeah. And we, we just named it Acapulco Gold because yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> it was a, from his that's grandmother's a, that's house. A, that's a long-term yeah. strain right there. It was so good. Uh, Panama Red from Panama, and several others that originated from Afghanistan, Central America, Mexico, and Jamaica. When breeders began to crossbreed these strains, the genetic diversity of cannabis was born. The crossbreeding of these strains was done to satisfy the consumer's hunger for better effects, new flavors, and aromas, and just to satisfy a farmer's curiosity. Some breeds were developed coincidentally. Although many of the breeds are now extinct, their void has been filled up by newer hybrids that have been created over recent years. So currently, there is no international system for naming cannabis products. The name of a product is up to the breeder and the marketing agency in charge of promoting the product. The most common method being used by breeders in the country now that a name is crafted by combining the names of parent strains. A good example of this is Triple G Strain. The parent names are Gorilla Glue and Gelato 33. Yeah, you know the glue, the glue company? Yeah. They made they put a, a, like a lawsuit claim on the, Did they? So now that's why they call it GG oh. instead of Gorilla Glue because they got like... Because like, of that. Yeah, that company. Oh. Screw you. So Triple... Triple G is Gorilla Glue. Oh my lord, I can't get my G's out. Triple G, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Triple G is a mix of Gorilla Glue and Gelato 33. So they combined it to make a Triple G. Pretty cool. Some strains, what, what? Some strains are named after a particular person as a way of honoring them. For example, the strain Ringo's was gift-named after one of the best CBD strains named Ringo. You just smoked Jack Herrera. Yeah, that's the next one. Oh, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to steal your yep. thunder. <laughs> well, no, it, that was another one that was named after a famous cannabis activist. Uh, like the early methods of naming strains, breeders still use the effects of a strain to name it. 
An example would be Blue Dream. When a customer sees a product named Blue Dream, the first thing he or she might think of is a dreamy, sedative state of mind. Uh, more often than not, breeders name a product after its morphology. For example, Purple Kush was named after its intense purple-colored leaves. I like Purple Kush. Yeah. The White Widow, on the other hand, was named after the abundant white trichomes present on its flowers. I like White Widow, too. <laughs> a few strains have been named after celebrities and other icons for their market reach. A small sampling includes Khalifa Kush, named after Wiz Khalifa, and Margaret Cho or has a strain named Margaret, Margaret Choji. I like that. Hmm. She's a comedian. She's funny. Uh, but a large percentage of product names found in the market are random and meaningless in a way. Some breeders have claimed that these random names have hidden stories behind them, but regardless, these names hold no significance to the consumer. Bummer. So like you're saying, the experience, right? Like the story. Yeah, these I don't mean, have stories I, I behind the first them. Time, like, it was, I think it was 91 when someone gave me the chronic. I was like, this is like the real shit, the chronic. And the guy's like, yeah, I got it from California. I was like, what? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. And then I remember the first time I tried AK-47 in yeah. 2001. And the guy told me this is going to go right to your head. And it did. <laughs> How do you remember that stuff? Because I remember the first time I smoked weed. Do you get a pen and paper and no, write it down? I have a good memory. Thanks to cannabis. It's crazy. <laughs> so some thoughts on uh, the creation of a naming system. Um, they, you know, These people just feel like it needs to evolve. And it needs to evolve globally. As more states uh, adopt the use of legal cannabis, there will be an increase in the number of newly developed strains. The cannabis industry will better under will be better understood if the names of the products are consistent and regulated, or better still, if the names of cannabis strains become specific to a breeder. So that's what I was saying earlier. Um, I think that would be a little weird. This way, the products can be easily traced to the producers with just their name. Another option could be for a producer to attach their name as a prefix to a product's name. This has been observed in states that have legalized the recreational use of cannabis products. For example, Emerald Jane's Blue Dream. So Emerald Jane's is the, the cultivator, yep. right? Blue Dream. And Artisan Blue Dream. Some other ways the naming system could be regulated in the future could include uh, abolishing the names of all strains, Having a recognized, Why? I don't know. I like go piss on myself yeah. in the morning. Oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Have a recognized system for naming cannabis strains. It could be dependent on their effects, their usefulness, or their cannabinoid content. And each state having a regulated naming system. Um, all in all, the names of the strains just need to get consistent enough to guarantee the same effects whenever products are purchased and wherever they are purchased. Having a regulated system of naming cannabis strains takes the pressure off of marketing and PR strategists that most consumers feel are coming up with meaningless names. Always confirm the source of your product before you consume it. Don't forget to always procure your weed from respectable dispensaries. And this way you will know your product is what the name inscribed says it is. So, shop smart. I remember the first time I tried White Rhino. You do? I remember the first time I tried Blueberry. How do you remember? I remember the first time I tried Rhino Berry. I can remember... No, I can't remember anything, guy, anything like that. I met a guy who crossbred. This was 2001. White Rhino and Blueberry, and he called it Rhino Berry. Well, that was pretty fucking wicked. That was some good weed. I was. I never tried nothing like no shit like that before. Hmm. I was whacked. So, I loved it. 
It was good stuff. So, international news. Africa needs cannabis to spark economic growth. They already got some stuff going on there right now, but it'll help boost the economy, jobs. They got, I mean, they, they can export to everywhere. I mean, they're like central. I mean, they, I mean, that'd be great for them. So, good for you, you know. Keep on growing. China bans cannabis cosmetics, yet remains a huge hemp producer. So fucking weird. Just doesn't make any sense. I don't even read, read anymore. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Norway looks to decriminalize cannabis. Good for you. I hope they do. South Africa proposes new cannabis bill. I can't think of Norway without thinking about the world's worst jails, prisons, oh, that, that show. Was, place was... That place that, wasn't that, that bad. No, it was like going like, to Ikea. It was, yeah. That's, Everybody that had like a bad. fancy decorated room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Back to your story. <laughs> the plan is aiming to transform cannabis into a viable South African business sector. has been released by Department of Agriculture. Well, they're trying to move it forward, which is great. Uh, I guess proposed regulations would be like possesses and prescribed quantity of cannabis plant uh, for an adult. Cultivate the prescribed quantity of cannabis plants in a private place. That's dope. Possesses in private prescribed quantity of cannabis in a public place. That's cool. Possesses hmm. the prescribed quantity of cannabis in a private place. That's cool, too. Possesses in <laughs> private the prescribed quantity of cannabis plants in a public place. Sweet. That's cool. That's dope. Hopefully That's they cool. Hopefully they do it. Um, what Zealand? country was that? That was South Africa. So that was... Uh, New Zealand company studying cannabis stunting disease. This was very interesting when I read this. It's studying like why cannabis gets sick and what's going on with plants with yields. And they're, uh, according to the Ministry of Primary Industries, recently uh, registered HLBD as a new plant pathogen in New Zealand to affect a medical cannabis research crop. Hmm. Please don't let that out in the open. Like, don't even let it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, HLVD has been prevalent throughout the United States. Something yields as much as forty percent. So when Kaya recognized one of the crops wasn't doing so well, they acted. The research then began is did our process improvements to avoid any future occurrence, contamination, or spread. Well, that's good. Uh, now they're all working together to try to help develop something to fight this. So good for you, New Zealand. You just need to f all the stuff I'm reading about you guys and what you're doing down there, Australia. New Zealand, everything you guys are doing down there, you just need to legalize it, and then it'll be even better. That's, you know, both countries, man. Come on, let's go. Uh, Brazilian health agency uh, certifies Ease Labs as first official cannabis pharmaceutical company in Brazil. Hmm, that's good. Good for Brazil. Um, I'm pretty baked. I smoked another yeah. hit. I'm stoned. Um, medical cannabis. Mm-hmm. Is there still ignorance to it? Yes. I feel like it's like one step forward, two steps back with so many things in life, right? Well, cannabis is definitely maybe a one step forward, three steps back. They're just, we're creeping up, right? We're Little by little, we're getting there. But really, ignorance really does still plague the field of cannabis medicine, especially. 
Uh, despite the shifting attitude toward cannabis around the globe and the easing of international restrictions, the continued misunderstanding of the endocannabinoid system and cannabis-related medicine regularly causes an adverse impact in the world for no good reason. In recent weeks, this journalist was speaking with a good friend and fellow industry professional, Dr. Uma Donabalan. She was livid. For those who know Dr. Uma, she is compassionate, intelligent, and caring. But that isn't to say she cannot get fired up. She recently received a notice of non-renewal of insurance. This notice from the Hartford Underwriters Insurance Company uh, informed Dr. Uma that her property insurance for her office in Cambridge, Massachusetts had been canceled. You see, Dr. Uma is a highly respected physician trained in family medicine and occupational and environmental medicine, a fellow of the American Academy of Family Physicians, and a diplomat certified in cannabinoid medicine. She received her medical degree from the University of Medicine and Dentistry in Newark, New Jersey, did her family practice residency at the Medical University of South Carolina, Charleston. She got her master's in public health, occupational, and environmental medicine with a residency and fellowship in heavy metals from the Harvard School of Public Health. She has received the Resident Research Award from the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine for her research project, Occupational and Environmental Exposure to Lead in South India, and attended the 7th World Ayurveda Conference in Aerogya Expo, where she presented cannabis and the therapeutic uses. Holy cow. She has also worked for Kimberly Clark as regional medical director for Asia Pacific. And many years ago, she founded Uplifting Health and Wellness and Global Health and Hygiene Solutions, LLC, with a mission to promote wellness and prevent illness. Listen to this quote from Dr. Donna Balan. Cannabis is not an entrance drug. It is an exit drug from pharmaceuticals and narcotics. That's so good. Let me say that again. Cannabis is not an entrance drug. It is an exit drug from pharmaceuticals and narcotics. Re- I read that to you when I was going over the episode, and you read it. You were yeah. working on your your spot, and I was like, "That's the whole That's, show, right yeah. there." I mean, right, right. <laughs> Despite this highly decorated career, my goodness, that was a page of credentials. And that's just, that's not even what she's accomplished. That's just, I love to have her. That's just her titles. I like to have her on the show. Holy schmoly. So if anybody knows her out there in the world, Dr. Donabalan. Yes, have her like reach out. We'd love to talk to her. Amazing. So despite her decorated career in medicine and international recognition, the Hartford Insurance was canceling her property insurance for her global health and hygiene solutions office in Cambridge because the Hartford has learned from TotalHealthCareTHC.com, Dr. Uma's website, that her operations include cannabinoid medicine. But let's be clear, the letter does not allege that Dr. Uma was selling cannabis products on-site or even using them on-site. She does neither. She is merely a physician and medical consultant with a particular expertise in the well-recognized brand of cannabinoid medicine. It is scientifically established and deals with the most sensitive and perhaps the most powerful regulatory system in our human body, the endocannabinoid system. So here, like, it's nuts, right? So they're they're canceling her insurance on her practice because she's involved in 
the promotion and the encouragement of the endocannabinoid system and cannabis. So really is the Hartford creating a distinction related to the practices of well-educated licensed physicians in the cannabinoid field because the company doesn't understand any of this? Or does the Hartford want to prevent practitioners from advertising patients in this well-recognized field of medicine? Perhaps this is part of a more generalized effort by the Hartford to examine the technical practices of their customers' businesses on a micro level in order to control property uses and influence their businesses. There's absolutely no increased risk for a property insurer when one of its insured businesses' locations happens to be a physician helping people get better, right? By providing answers to cancer patients, to children with seizure conditions, and to so many more medical issues that can scientifically be treated with cannabis. It's worth reiterating that the endocannabinoid system is not junk science. So crazy, right? Uh, The fact that this is happening today in 2021 with vast cannabis policy reform and controlled substance treatment occurring all around the world and in a state where cannabis is actually legal for all purposes, it makes one wonder what was Hartford Insurance thinking. Hmm. They really need to get with the times. We need to reach out to her and get her on the show. Yeah. she's. Yeah, yeah. we got to email her, I think. Just a, like a wealth of knowledge. Your, write that in your I'll notes. put that in my journal. Write her name and we mm-hmm. can get her on the show. I think it would be, be dope great. to talk to her and just let her do her thing. And just sit back and smoke big doinks and let her talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So baseball, great American sport. Great world sport. Love baseball. Played it growing up. But there's a former cub, Ryan Sandberg, invest in a cannabis company here in Illinois. Hall of Famer, phenomenal baseball player, loved, beloved by the Northside Cubs fans, Cub fans across the world. Ryan Sandberg is a legend in the baseball industry. He's a Hall of Famer. I posted a picture of the CEO of Cureleaf on our Insta a couple weeks, like a week ago. I am not 100% all in on these guys being the face of cannabis. Just not. Good for him, Ryan Sandberg, legend, Cub legend, great baseball player, Hall of Famer, taking nothing away from him. But also a guy who you saw over billboards on the highway on 294 for Hair Club for Men with Brian Erlacher promoting their face of Hair Club for Men. making So did he use that money to invest in, in the cannabis company? I don't know. But is that the face I want to see? Right, right. A guy for selling his baseball career, his name, for cannabis. I'm, I'm happy yeah. if he created something. You know, and got in on his own and maybe built something. He invested in in a major player, in in in, uh, in cannabis, and I just don't like. Does he really have what your concern is? What you're trying to identify of fucking cannabis? Because does he really care? I mean, think about it. Someone might say that I'm a hypocrite, right? That I'm out here talking all about how wonderful cannabis is, but I didn't really get on board with cannabis till what, eight, nine years ago? Maybe uh, 10. 10? I mean, you always knew about it. No, I know, it but I wasn't times. like, I, I wasn't against it, but I just didn't, I didn't partake in it, right? I was more 
afraid of it, really. I think I got high a couple times yeah, here and there, but you, not. You also had, we had very young kids and cannabis yeah. was looked upon in our neighborhood and our right. community as being like, look, she's smoking kind right. of thing. So that, I think that was more of a bigger player to it or else you probably would have, you know, the benefits. Right. But if I, I don't want to be the, like the pot calling the kettle black. No, kind of I, thing, I understand. Right? No, a hundred percent. I can. Maybe I mean I mean if maybe there's a back, be, maybe there is a backstory though I mean maybe he was a, a teenager that used it and really like it helped him maybe there's a story why he used it as a teenager and he then did. he didn't through he, his NFL he did. career he talked about in an article one time I'm looking for cannabis I'm looking I'm Ryan Sabringer cannabis I'm looking for something to take the edge off now I don't know when he said this but that was something he talked about. Uh, or maybe he's more that story of the new user and right, like, he, which is now great. he's like a 100% advocate of it. We, when we talk about like kind of being tiffed by people getting in the industry, it's people that are getting literally just getting in it for the monetary payout. They don't have like a um, a reason. Can I read this yeah. though, real quick? Go for it. I really didn't know anything about it. Who I is didn't, this? Ryan Sandberg. Mm-hmm. I did really didn't know anything about it. I didn't have a- any interest in it. Sandberg says about cannabis. Now it's an everyday sometimes as I'm looking for something to take the edge off. Hmm. So that's his quote. Fine. I'm, I'm, you know what? Great. I'm happy for you. You got in with a good company. You're going to make millions of dollars. You're going to be the, I just don't agree with him being the face the of face it. The face of it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Cause I saw him on billboards across fucking right. Illinois for hair club for men. And I'm not making fun of him. I'm bald. So I don't give a fuck. What I'm saying is I saw his face for months, years, right. on a fucking billboard with a baseball bat so behind his neck. You just wonder if it's... Should yeah. he be the face? Uh, like the CEO of Cureleaf, that douchebag should be the face? Mm-hmm. I just don't fucking know. I, I oh, It just aggravates me. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just on my soapbox about it. Good for you, Ryan Sandberg. I'm taking nothing against you, but you shouldn't be the face, and they shouldn't. you should have been a silent fucking investor and just kept your mouth shut because you are not the face of cannabis all those 40,000 people in jail should be the face of cannabis that's just my opinion there's some celebrities got some new products out Melissa Etheridge should she be a face of cannabis the Flaming Lips cool good band Urkel Urkel what was his line? Well, you know. <laughs> well, you know. You know. <laughs> and his arms to, would go like, yeah, and his pants up to his nipples. And well, you know, his arms would be like out to his side with his elbows. Remember when he boxed? Who's the actor that just died? Screech. Him and Screech boxed, and he whooped Screech's ass as adults. Yeah, yeah, they boxed in the ring. It was pretty good. Ben Cohen. I don't even know who that dude is. New pre-roll joint business. Former Hawthorne, California mayor, launches mayor. Why would he even call it that? Mayor, M-A-Y-O-R, Iwana, cannabis brand. Oh, my God. That's See, not very I'm creative. Just, it's just why are you the face of cannabis? Uh, slightly Stupid, who we talked about. Tommy Chong uh, launches some pre-rolls in Michigan. Uh, uh, we talked about Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Weldon's Angels Reform pre-roll created super novel cannabis. Uh, Slipknot releasing some clown cannabis line cool <laughs> i i hope i'm just i'm not taking anything away from i want everyone to know in chicago that i'm not taking anything away from ryan sandberg great baseball player but if you're a burner stone or pothead just think in your head should he be a face of cannabis the new face i still don't want i still don't buy into it so anyway 
I like smoking weed through a lot of things. Cannabis. I love smoking bongs. I like smoking joints. I love blunts. I love. I like it all. So I've never had a bad experience on anything I've ever how I've smoked it. I love it. But Mrs. Weed Man's not a big bong smoker. Just too harsh. She's got her. We've talked about her lungs before. So, uh, but she does smoke out of a steamroller. So we're gonna explain Mrs. Weed Man is, and I'm gonna probably gonna chime in here or there about bongs. Bongs versus pipes. All right, we are. We're going to talk about which is the best option for a new smoker. So, like Mr. Weedman said, I smoke out of a steamroller. It's my absolute favorite apparatus. I can't get a bong, a water bong specifically, down. I I like drool. I drool on myself. <laughs> and we've tried many different mess. sizes. I just can't freaking get. We, I can't tried get many it. We got like sizes. a mini one. I don't know what I do. I end up like drooling out of the corner of my mouth. It's not pretty. <laughs> just gonna say. So I, yeah, if I'm going to smoke, I love it. I really do love a joint. I love sitting outside smoking a joint. That's yeah. fantastic. And indoors, I do like a steamroller. We have a clear glass one. And I love it because I can see how much smoke is there. I know how much is comfortable for me. So this article gets sometimes into some of it. that. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I overkill, right? It's like, oh, I just want more. <laughs> so anyway, one of the most common questions all newbie faces have is, do I get a pipe or do I get a bong? So here's everything you need to know to know how to make that choice. As more people come to know the joy of cannabis, a looming question presents itself. What's better for new smokers, bongs or pipes? So we're going to break it down. On one hand, pipes offer total portability, ease of use, and discreetness. They're perfect for the on-go smoking. Then there's bongs, not as portable, but more versatile and easier on your throat. You're going to learn something, Mr. Weedman, that I think maybe you don't even know. What? Yeah. Uh, when I get there, if I don't see a what look on your face, I'll identify it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to ask you a question. So wrong. Yeah. So what is a bong? The word bong is adapted from the Thai word bong, B-A-U-N-G, meaning a, I maybe didn't say that right, but maybe I did. I don't know. Um, it's a, the meaning is a wooden cylinder or pipe cut from bamboo and used for smoking. Whether manufactured or homemade, the device as we know it stays essentially true to the definition. Its central identifying shape, the cylindrical neck, mirrors the robust cylinder of a bamboo stalk. The bong's neck, vessel, or tube connects to a base where water resides. Bongs are frequently custom-made or homemade and come in a vast amount of shape, sizes, and modifications, such as neck pinches or gravity chambers. Some bongs are just a straight blue tube that connects to a mouthpiece. Others have a wide base, like a beaker shape or spherical, and that connects to the tube. The only other essential parts of a bong are the bowl and downstem. Though most professionally crafted bongs are glass, homemade bongs can be constructed from any vessel that is both airtight and watertight by adding a stem, bowl, and carb apparatus, like aluminum foil and a two-liter bottle. I made a. I made a. Pipe. We might have done that. I made a pipe out of an apple. An yeah. apple. A pipe. Yeah. A straw. I needed a knife. And it, and I I did the bowl on top mm -hmm. of the apple, mm -hmm. and then put a took the pen yeah. and put a hole and a hole, 
and I made oh, a pipe Oh, I've for seen that, yeah. I've made a pipe I mean, for And I'm not handy at all. And I toilet made paper rolls. Oh, yeah, I've done it all. Cans. Yeah. You could just take aluminum foil take, and... Yeah, but that's harsh. I mean, that's it's hard. Good. It is yeah, harsh. It's not really good to smoke out of no. like that. We used to smoke out of cans, beer yeah. cans. Oh, all yeah, time. yeah. All cans the time. all the time. That was like, yep. We don't have any to smoke out of. We got yep. beer cans. Yeah, I got hundreds <laughs> of them. All right, let's smoke. Yeah. So, all of the things that we're talking about, the homemade stuff, are, bo- are pipes, not bongs. A water bong would be, well, I mean, the, the two liter bottle with the straws uh, yeah, and the, I, the foil. I smoked out that, one of those that before. You can make a water bong. Yeah. So, anyway, pipes for simplicity, nothing beats a classic pipe. Pipes are the fastest way to go from bag to buzz. Just toss a little piece in and light it up. They're also smaller, more portable in general. Perhaps one of the most appealing pipe types is the one-hitter. I think everybody has seen the classic one-hitter. It looks like a smoke. It just looks like a cigarette, right? It's ideal for beginners. I have one that's like... 20-something years old. Yeah, the thing is rough looking. That's rough. (laughs) They're ideal for beginners with a low tolerance. The appearance often mimics a cigarette, making it a stealthy option as well as a cheap one. Uh, This is not to sell pipes short. They are just as important as any other accessory in your smoking stash. They provide convenience and portability that other accessories just don't. We've all made the mistake of purchasing a cheap pipe available uh, just because um, it, you know, it's the cheapest one, but um, they're often too hot and residue will keep filtering into your mouth. Uh, that said, there are ways to purchase a higher quality pipe without having to invest a ton of money. In fact, there are very affordable options that will help keep you happy for a long time. In the higher end spectrum, uh, pipes have a wide range of features, styles, and materials. But if cannabis is going to be a long-term companion, spending a little more can often open up a host of options. The best pipe not only features state-of-the-art filtration, but often includes features like sealable tops to prevent spills and built-in storage for easy cleaning. All right, bongs. Well, there's all sorts of bongs. Uh, one of the many types of water pipes right? There's different types, Uh, but bongs are the most common and you will definitely encounter a bong along the way, even as an entry level cannabis smoker. Um, They may lack the ease and portability of a regular pipe, but they make up with it. They make up for it with so many other cool features. Uh, Water filtration makes smoke cooler and smooths the lungs, something that new smokers will certainly appreciate. Ice cubes, ice cubes. Yeah. So a water bong, again, picture kind of a beaker, right? A beaker of sorts, a wide base. That's my favorite to smoke out of, a beaker bong. That's like the first bong I ever smoked out of. I've smoked out of a ton, but beaker bongs, the best. Big wide base, water in the bottom, narrows up to a long neck. That extends. You put your mouth on the end of that neck and down at the beaker portion. That was a pretty sick gesture there, Mr. Yeah. Man. Yeah, what you just did. <laughs> down at the base, above the water line, is a bowl, right? So, anyway, that's a beaker. That's a bong. That's a water bong. That's you. You've seen that. If you haven't seen them in someone's home, you've seen them in a movie, right? Or in a head shop. Head shops. Yeah. They're everywhere. Um, uh, so the water filtration makes the smoke cooler. That's the benefit of a, of a water bong is that it's cooling, it's vaporizing the smoke. So when you inhale it, it's not as harsh on your lungs. It's not as harsh on your throat. It's cooled down. Um, they're characterized typically by providing that cooler smoke and the filtered air hits your lungs easier 
and they're nice to look at. They're visually typically appealing. They're pretty elaborate. I would, have, elaborate. I would some... have a problem if if I could afford it. I would yeah. have a big problem. You'd have a collection. I'd have a nice collection because I've seen some pretty. I mean, you could buy a $10 water bong and you could buy, I'm I sure, saw a 50000 Remember that's, I don't know if you were with me or not. We were down in. Pilsen. No, I was in Louisville, oh. and the dude had that Spider-Man bong that was like was like seven seventy five hundred bucks, and it was like by Butcher Town that where we went and got the hemp. It rope. was called Puff Puff Pass. Yep, I went there. And uh, this bong, this guy pulled out of this case, was absolutely fucking one of the best things I've ever seen. This thing was pretty good, and uh, that was seventy five hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty. And they'll just kind. yeah. You can make a collection out of them for yeah, sure. It'd be, yeah, I would be pretty bad. Yeah. But on the downside, bongs are much bigger than pipes. You can get pipes, like we were talking about, the size of a cigarette, and bongs could be as big as a gigantic hookah. I mean, they can be they can be huge. Um, uh, with that saying, you get what you pay for, and that holds true with any of your accessories for smoking. Uh, smoking out of a bong not only feels smoother it's visually more appealing but it is definitely something that you have to learn um you fill up the chamber with smoke you watch it disappear uh, really i mean who doesn't enjoy it it's cool i love watching it, it is cool watching the smoke go through the water yeah. Amazing. yeah and what i like about that too whether it's a bong or the steamroller like i was talking about is you can really gauge your your dose like you you are going to pull in as much smoke as you know you're capable of tolerating. For me, I start coughing if it's too hot or if it's too much, right? So I can just gauge it. I can see what's in in the chamber. I release my finger and I take an inhale that's comfortable for me. And that can be small or sometimes I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. (laughs) You think you're big time? And then I'm choking for an hour. (laughs) I'm going to be a big shot. I'm going to be a big shot tonight. (laughs) Um, But really, finding the piece that you can connect with is important. So my steamroller, that's my... That's my jam right there. That's my jam. So it's trial and error. Get out there, try different things, and you'll find what you like. It's kind of like picking out a car. you got to Find what's comfortable for you, what's in your price point, what fits, what works with your lifestyle. Um, But really, just you got to explore. There are higher quality bongs. Um, The best feature of a high quality bong is versatility. Many premium bongs have universal joints. This might be getting too technical, but there's all sorts of interchangeable parts. You can do smoke dabs from it. You can smoke leaf from it. Is shatter the same thing? Yes. Dab shatter. Dab. It's all part of the you can put the rig like a world. yeah, like a dab rig on there. So a really, you're spending a little bit more. It's like premium there. And I'm sorry to um, all you dabbers out there. We don't talk enough about. Yeah, dabs. we don't. We don't. But it, it's, it, it's too intense for me personally. It's very strong for me, and I do. I, I have smoked them. I just don't smoke them often. They put me in a coma, which is not a bad thing. We should try it on the show one time. No. Oh. <laughs> Just without the show and then report how oh, we felt. Oh, that's fine. I have, I mean, I have you my have rig. rig. I have yeah. my rig. I like smoking flour out of that thing, too. It's I've seen badass. it. Oh, you can smoke flour out yeah, of that? Yeah, you can smoke flour out of oh. that. That's, it's, that thing was, cost it's me a little pretty. bit of bucks. But mm-hmm. yes, I'll get some, uh, you're going to, I can actually, I would like to buy a rosin press, and I think yeah. it'll be a little bit easier oh, because be it's cool. all natural. There's no butane in it. There's no CO2. All you do is get the press. You take the flour, you press it between wax paper. 
and it the you get the resin the, mm-hmm. the resin that comes out. That's what I want to smoke. I know a few people that have offered to me. They they make it and they offer. I just haven't done it yet. Accepted it because I think I want to do my own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, gotta try so it. You could buy those presses for like a, a good one, a, a decent one. Let's just say low cost. 250 bucks would be a decent one. It, it heats like up out of nicely. a nug, what do you get? Like a drop? No, you'll get, I mean, those big fatties we got in there. Yeah. You get a good fucking, like you get enough two to drops. Where, you get enough to where you could probably smoke like four, three or four dabs out of oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. If you get that, one of those big ones that I got, those toppers. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Think about that. One bud gets you two or three hits off of a dab rig. So that's like a whole, like me smoking yeah. a whole joint. Right. But you're like getting one I mean, hit. You're getting like just, I mean, it's it's fresh. intense. Yeah, so I think I, I want to try it. We'll do. We'll get. Oh, good. Then just I, so we can record cause, it. Because here's a guy. I have. I've been not wanting to buy one because I was waiting for Mrs. Weeman to say she wants to try it. So now I can go and buy myself my I own think, press. I think I'm semi experienced enough. Oh, yeah. I could try it. You're, I might not like it. You're a weed girl. I am. Yeah. So you're good. All but, right. Yeah. No, I. You, you heard that first, ladies and gentlemen. Mrs. Weeman wants to dab with me, so I'm buying a rosin press. Hey, mm-hmm. anybody got any suggestions for Mr. Weedman? 250, 300 range, I think. If anybody has a suggestion, DM me. I'll send you some stickers. That's for a rosin press? Rosin press, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so back to bongs. You can spend all sorts of money on them, and you can go cheap. You just find what you like. Find what works for your budget. Find the best thing within your budget. You'll know. You just got to play around with it. Um, they make even silicone ones. You can collapse it. You travel. I mean, that's the thing. A, a oh, bong so is bulky. Many, yeah. You're not yeah. taking it places with Those you. silicone ones. I see some guy carrying them in his yeah. car all the time and smoking out of it. I'm like, dude, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, man. That's pretty funny, right? Um, but glass bongs tend to be the favorite, not only because they look and feel great, but they're inevitably, uh, they provide a better smoking experience. Uh, regardless of how much effort is put into a silicone or acrylic design, glass bongs will remain the top dog for oh, a yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the advantage of a bong, like we talked about, uh, they're popular, uh, they're simple, you can smoke dried flour, you can uh, eliminate the dry smoke through the water filtration, they offer cooler hits, you can even add ice cubes to the water, it cools everything down even more. Um, bongs require less prep work than rolling a joint, but you do have to maintain your bong. It's glass. You know, like the clean your fucking yeah, the bong. resin's gonna build Change up on there. Change the water after every smoke. You know how much fucking mm-hmm. bacteria. Remember oh, O Dog's roommates in college, mm-hmm. and I and and you could and, smell it. And it was funny though because O Dog said that would be a little my, my weed girl. Are, my, yeah, little weed girl. My roommates are trying to hide hide the bong from you because they know you're gonna make fun of them. And they left it out when I went because they're they're stoners. And they left it on the table. And the first thing I said when I saw both of them sitting at the table ready, I'm like, that is it was it was fucking so gross. Disgusting. It smelled like a wet ashtray. It's it Ugh. was fucking black. Nasty. And I made fun of them. I'm like, do you even change the water? Yeah, once a week. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Once a week? Like it should be changed every day. <laughs> Because they were wake and bakers. I mean, they yeah, smoked, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. I, gross. Clean your bong. Just trust me. Clean, you get a better, cleaner hit. You taste the weed better instead of tasting all that. Re- just clean and change your water. I know mm-hmm. it's. A, I know it's a task. Just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we know ice can cool the vapor down. It's a water bong. You're gonna put ice in it. It's gonna cool it down even more. Make it really gentle when you smoke. Um, they're typically easy to use. Um, you're not sitting there grinding and rolling a joint. They're, you know, it's a little faster to get to the point. Um, but here's my 
Well, I was going to see if you responded to the moment, but I just ruined it. I'm telling you the moment. Did you know this, Mr. Weedman? That although smoking weed through a water bong results in a smoother smoke, it can filter out some of the THC and other psychoactive compounds. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. And don't forget, I read the article too. So, uh, and I read all your notes. So I, mean, uh, I kind of know what you were talking about. But no, when I when I, I've so you might have to before. smoke more. Well, so although it's gentle, more gentle on you than smoking well, it, on a comfort aspect, I, maybe not on something. a health. I don't aspect, really believe that. It might be true, yeah. but I've smoked fat rips off my bong and, and you're whacked fucking baked more baked than smoking out of the steamroller or smoking mm. out of but i mean my 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 bong is pretty big <laughs> i didn't want to be like, hey, like hey. that yeah exactly. hey too much information <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 the base is you know it, it's a beaker but it's a very big base so i mm-hmm. get a very big hit and I, I fill it up with just enough water so you get an exceptionally big hit. So who knows? It's probably how much of the hit I take in. So it could be true. I don't you know. You rip on it hard. Oh, yeah. Big, yeah. fat Well, rips. then maybe they're right. Because you take a bigger hit, it's more like smoking three or four hits off of something else. Possibly, yeah. So And they're saying it might take more smoke to get the desired effect. Right. So anyway, lots to explore. You can have fun. Get out there, explore. I can remember as a kid, I had an aunt who wasn't married or had children, and she let us come down as kids. And Me and my sister, sometimes my cousin was with us. We'd have a girls' uh, slumber party, and we'd go over to um, the alley. Or, no, 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 I'm sorry, Bazaar Bazaar, which was an old town in downtown Chicago. And Bazaar Bazaar was like a kind of like a modern-day consignment shop. Like there were different vendors, and they sold things from like jewelry, uh, to like velvet posters and very 1970s stuff, clothing, art, posters, all I sorts of people decor. wish that place was still open now. It was a head shop, but you had to look for the head shop items. So as little kids, we'd go to 31 Flavors that was down in, um, shit, where was uh, Piper's Alley? Is that where Second City was? Yes. Yeah. And so we'd go there, there was a 31 Flavors, and we'd come back and we'd walk through Bizarre Bazaar, and we'd be like, oh my God, what is that thing back there? <laughs> I think that that's for bad stuff. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, but it was such an event. It was super cool. So anyway, get out cre- there and ice explore. Ice cream and bongs yeah. is fucking great. Now you don't have to go into odd stores in the middle of the city Speaking and wonder cream, what you're seeing. I want some now. I know. You talked 31 right? Flavors. I want peppermint. You have yeah. it. Don't you have some in the fridge? Um, we're going to check in oh, a minute. Nice. Yeah. I know you're right over ice. So anyway, you don't have to go into sneaky little shops to find bongs anymore. You can, like, next to my local Dunkin' Donuts, there's a head shop. Walk in. They're super friendly. Look around and shop and find the right pipe and bong. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's yeah. fun to try. I love going to head shops, but i so tempted to always want to buy stuff. Because I do like I, I would be a collector and that's my mm-hmm. that's why I've stopped myself to want to do that for right now until I have the space. I don't have the space. Mm-hmm. So I I would it's fun. I, I mean there's such shops. a like a wide variety of price ranges. You can yeah. get for ten bucks you can you could at least try something and see if you like the feel of it and the manipulation of it. Spend the money and buy yourself yeah. a really I'm not but talking about, nice I'm not talking one. about spending five, yeah. six hundred bucks. Buy yourself if you're buying your first bucks, bong. Right. 75 100 bucks get yourself a quality bong glass 
I suggest that it's not made in, in, in another country. I suggest going to know where the glass is being blown. If it could be like a local. Yeah. Yeah. A local company. Support your local them. glass glass blowers, I guess. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is what they're called. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that, but I just. It's called glass blowing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Um, but yeah, support your local, your local artists and stuff like that. Cause they blow some really nice glass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We need to go eat some ice cream. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. The show is over our 50th episode. We're going to go celebrate with late night ice cream and rosé yeah. champagne. I know I'm looking skinny right now. I need to go eat some ice cream. I'm not by the way. <laughs> uh, COVID has been good to me. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little chunky. <laughs> it's okay. I love you anyway. Right. We're going to go eat ice cream anyway. Yes. Hey, everyone. We love y'all. Peace be with you all. That's all I got to keep on saying. Peace be with you all around the globe. We love you all. Thanks for listening, as always. Check us out on WeMan420 Chronicles on Instagram, WeMan420Pod on Twitter. Send us an email at WeMan420Chronicles at gmail.com. We got some big things coming for y'all. Looking forward to next week's episode. Mrs. Weedman, you got anything else to say? Uh, I did, but I forgot already. Well, you wrote them all down. So That's good. thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been fun, and we look forward to many more shows with all of you. Yeah, thanks for listening, as always. Appreciate you all. As Paulie always says, smoke smart. Puff, puff, and away. Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> <laughs>